today I'm sitting down with Dan Levy. Dan was one of the producers of Pretty Wild. He actually discovered us. And um, we're sitting down to have a hilarious conversation about um, just his take and perspective on Pretty Wild and how we met and how the show evolved. And we catch up a little bit into what his life is like today. This is a hilarious episode. Actually, I feel like I laughed through like 70% of it. Um, Just because hearing about that time period of my life through somebody else's um, lens was really funny and quite refreshing. I hope you guys love this episode. Hey, it's Alexis Haynes, and this is my podcast, Recovering From Reality. Dan and I are rocking out to my music right now. It's Isn't great it music. Isn't it so good? I love it. You know what my inspo was? What? I'm obsessed with this band called... Um, War on Drugs. Okay. And so good. So good. It's kind of like a mix between YouTube. 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 Uh-oh. <laughs> the podcast is off to a rocky start. <laughs> YouTube and Bob Dylan. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I might play you some before you leave because it might become your new favorite band. I think saying. so. But my music taste hasn't changed since I'm 15. And I still listen to only Green Day and Blink-182. Really? Yeah. Well, you might like this. I think you might. I don't okay. know. It's So I saw them a couple of years ago at Coachella. And Evan was like, we got to go listen to this drug, uh, this band war on drugs. And I was like, okay, so we get there, we have the artist passes. So we're like right against the stage and this guy walks out and he, the whole band, they're like at least 50. And I'm like, okay, like what? <laughs> Evan loves like, like the red Grateful flag, Dead. Red flag, <laughs> you're 50. <laughs> well, no, it's just like, I just didn't know what to expect. Like, are we going to be, is it, he really loves the Grateful Dead. Like right. Evan's like a huge Huge, And they're a (laughs) hundred. They're a hundred. We saw them last night at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, Yeah, they're really a hundred, except for John Mayer. I go for John Mayer. Evan goes for the band. Um, So we we walk up to the stage and they start playing. And I swear to God, it was like, it was a life-changing experience for me. Like, it was amazing. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and they never tour in the U.S., which is a really big bummer. The second that... I find out that they like I have alerts from their website that I'm going to get oh, wow. an email. Oh wow, like a hardcore fan. I'm like a hardcore fan. <laughs> so, Mr. Dan Levy. I have a question. Does anybody ever mistake you for Eugene Levy's son, Dan Levy? Uh, oh, yes, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah, it's been happening for so long because I've known him for like over a decade and he was mm-hmm. a host on Canada in Mon- he was a ho- he was a MTV host in Toronto. And at that time, I was actually an MTV host in America. So <laughs> during that time is when we first found out about each other. Yeah. And it's just, um, it, it's actually hilarious. Sometimes I get his checks. Sometimes Ooh. he gets my emails. His checks are probably bigger than yours now, though, right? <laughs> like, the Shit's Creek is a fucking bombshell. Oh, it's a hilarious It's show. amazing. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Um, and he's, he's, it's, he's, he's a really good guy. It's really funny because sometimes he'll text, like, uh, his parking He'll like be like, oh, I'm parked at P2 to remind himself, but he'll send me. So oh, we that's have funny. A, lot of, a lot of that stuff's going on, but he's oh, great. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I was looking up your IMDb um, 
and pretty wilds in there. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, What's that? <laughs> is that like your? How do you feel about Pretty Wild? Like, is it like your greatest embarrassment or like one of the best pieces of work you've ever put out? I would say it's one of the <laughs> and be best. be honest. Be, uh, honestly, <laughs> it's definitely not something that uh, is part of my brand. <laughs> and it's not something that I ever thought it was going to be because I'm super naive about drugs and we'll get to that later. But I also um, feel like it's one of the best like stories about me that people don't realize <laughs> and it was just one of these really random yeah. points of my life obviously an insane part of your life but yeah. i was very young when yeah. that happened i don't know if we want to get into it now uh-huh. but you were young i was young you were super young i was poor dan didn't know how young i was yeah you were lying about yes. everything you were a yes. giant liar i didn't know anything <laughs> i i basically do you w- still have a resentment for you? Yeah. Should we work it out? No. Should we do therapy right now? I'm really sorry that I fabricated my age and lied about my entire life to you. <laughs> hey, you know what? It is totally fine. It I was, owe you an amends. Yeah. But I will say that during that time, so people will back it up real quick. We'll just get right into it. <laughs> Let's get into it. So I was not even married yet. I was, you know. Yeah. You weren't uh, even engaged yet. Yeah. I was probably like early twenties or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was doing a lot of stand up, like, you know, performing and acting and all that kind of stuff. And I was getting into the phase of my life where I started like writing my own stuff and I was in my own stuff, but I was sort of like just developing ideas constantly. And I was writing this like sort of, uh, this MTV show that, that was called long distance relationship. It was, a, it was like an MTV pilot based on being in a longest relationship. So during that time, I was like basically like producing it and sort of making it. And that's when I ran into you guys and I met you on the set of this ridiculously bad movie. Ridiculously bad. And actually when Tess was here in January, we made our, our my husband watch the trailer to that movie, which was called Frat Party. Yeah, and it, there <laughs> for was, anyone who wants to go check it out. <laughs> and I was in it for I was there for like one day. There, the producer and star of it was this guy named Randy. Randy, and I knew him because he was in my in in my pilot and was friends with like my well, my now mm. wife and like you know all of her friends. So are he you was, still friends with Randy? I am actually. Not friends with him, but I'm not like enemies with him. I just don't even, haven't seen him since that movie. Okay. Well, make sure you tell him I say hi. <laughs> I will. So he uh, called me and said, hey, will you come and do this funny part in this thing? And I was like, sure. And I got there and I was like, oh, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And they were shooting like an entire movie in four days. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you guys were there. Yeah. And basically what happened was you told me or Tess told me that your mom was a former Playboy playmate. Yes. That that and, part was true. Yes, yeah, and that, that you guys the only truth. were sisters. Not true. Well, we said we were twins. Definitely not true. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Our whole thing. So here's how we got away with you know the kid rocks and the partying and like all of the stuff that we got away with back in that time. So because we weren't 21, we were 17 and 18, um, or maybe 18 and 19. I think I wasn't 18 yet. I wasn't 18 until I signed right before we signed the contract with E. So I was 17 when yeah. I did that movie. It's I thought like you were child 20. pornography. Um, so <laughs> it's horrible to say, but whatever. I mean, we had no boundaries in our household. So yeah, so Tess and I had this whole thing when we would go out and go to the clubs and do all the things that we were doing that we were twins, fraternal twins, because it just spiced up our story a little bit, you know? So this was like our alter egos. And then we always said we were 20 because that way nobody would 
ideas. Like all of the club promoters and all of the people that we knew would just know, oh, they're not, you know, 21 yet. So we would just get kind of like shoo shooed into the back door or like slip the bouncer a hundred to let us slip by. But we didn't have to make excuses all the time as to like why we didn't have an ID. So then it just became like a story. So then we're doing Marilyn Manson music videos and we're doing all of this stuff and we're kind of becoming like the life of the party at all of these things based on this like really extravagant fabrication. Yeah. And then that's when I, (laughs) and cut to me meeting you guys. So then I meet you and I think it was, we were both talking, but but Tess was the one who was like, yeah, our mom is a former playmate. You know, we, I want to be in Playboy, which was a real thing. Yes. She really wanted to be in Playboy. She really did. And she was like, really bad. You know, we'd love to get on the show, The Girls Next Door. That was the E show at the time, The Girl Next Door. Mm -hmm. That that was her dream. Yes. She wanted to be one of the, one of Hef's girlfriends on The Girls Next Door, which is so disgusting. Right. So then, (laughs) so then she said that, uh, we also are homeschooled by mm-hmm. our mom. Mm-hmm. And which was, is weird because we're 20. Which is weird because you're 20. <laughs> but, you know, I, I was like half paying attention. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, okay. And then I thought, I said, well, why would you want to be on The Girl Next Door? It seems like you guys are a reality show. At that point, I had no experience with reality TV. All I, I was hosting reality shows. I hosted a show mm-hmm. on MTV. You know, I hosted like this Andy Dick show. Like I did a bunch of like random stuff, but I was not at all like a reality producer <laughs> by any means. So at the time I called my manager, uh, who also had no experience with reality TV. And I said, I think I found a TV show. And, you know, he was like, okay. And, uh, and then basically we started having these meetings with you guys. And... No one knew really what we were talking about. We just were like, they seem like a show. I don't, I don't even watch the Kardashians, but I was like, they're like keeping up the Kardashians. But it's funny because what I liked about you guys, even though you're lying to me, is that you were totally aware of how ridiculous you were, even then, even yes. when you were on Strung and on yes. Drugs, which I also yes. didn't know. But like you were very aware. You saw the humor in the fact that your mom was homeschooling you. Yeah. You know, well, and- the whole thing was kind of like, we grew up with parent. It was so quirky and like weird. Like we were always the weird family. Like, so I grew up in this area that's very like Stubfordy, you know what I I mean? I remember coming And so we're very kind of, you know, we're like just different. We're different and we can make fun of ourselves. That's one thing that like we were always really great about is like just being able to have a laugh at ourselves. Yeah. And that's what I sort of gravitate towards because obviously my background is only comedy. comedy. So I was like doing stand up, writing comedy shows. Yeah. So when we shot the sizzle reel to what it was called was, uh, homeschooled, homeschooled with the Arlingtons. Cause yes. that's what y'all told also me. Also a le- fake last also name. Also a fake last name, <laughs> but I didn't know. And you know, Googling yeah. and social media wasn't really a thing. No, at that wasn't. Point. Yeah. Yeah. So, you maybe had MySpace. Right. But that was it. That was it. So then, and at the time, um, we I was working with the director, this guy Ramsey, who was directing this MTV pilot. Ramsey. Remember Ramsey? I remember. Yeah. I think that ended really well. Um, I mean, not well between the two of us. I don't remember the exact situation, but I know that I think we were hooking up and it didn't end out no, well. No, you didn't hook up with Ramsey? I think it. the little yeah. kid with the brown hair that lived by Fred Siegel. <laughs> 
I don't know who that person is. Okay. All right, fine. <laughs> the little kid with the brown hair. I swear to God, he my friend I, swear that was his name. I don't know who that person was. This is my friend Ramsey Millet, <laughs> who definitely you'd hook up with. And if you did, that would be incredible. He's also married to my best friend, Danielle. And I hope they're listening to this because I am 100% sure you did not hook up with Ramsey. But okay, it, wait. Wait. This is, how, this is how my memory is, though. Like, when people tell me stories about back then, I like put together pieces because i still like have such big lapses in memory that yeah, like yeah, I, then yeah. i'm like that name sounds familiar you're like ramsey yes now i'm gonna have to call Tess and ask what that kid's name was no de- definitely <laughs> not kid. this this was like this was during the uh, we i'm hot okay <laughs> it's okay so we basically created this thing called a sizzle so when you pitch shows yes. at tv networks you you sometimes will especially for reality shows you shoot a little example of what it will be they're called sizzles so i brought ramsey who did no reality experience yeah um did i even meet ramsey have yeah. i ever met him yeah, you okay met him. he was in so your, he was in your mom's house <laughs> okay. so we oh. went we like made a, made a beat sheet up of like what we thought the funny thing would be yes. you know and uh you guys like and it was it was a comedy it was a total comedy mm-hmm. it was like you guys are hung over you're coming back from the clubs your mom's like let me teach you um the secret yes. the secret was a big thing in your family it, you know i will say we did we manifested that show what do you think the chances are of getting your own reality tv show like one in a million yeah yeah so Especially every day time, yeah. i just want to say that every day before when we were just working as extras background blah blah blah, blah every day we said this one page long affirmation together sitting in our living room every morning down to the exact dollar amount that we made on that show wow we did it well that's the only that's the only reason (laughs) i mean thank you um no i'm just saying like that it was a little weird that like every day we'd be like we have a show or we're in the no it was broader we're working in the entertainment industry making upwards of x amount of dollars a month doing blah 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 and it like almost down to a t okay so we shoot the sizzle so we shoot the sizzle and it's a full comedy it's like it's it's a comedy you guys are hilarious you're on stripper poles you guys are ridiculous your mom we made your mom seem completely insane yes (laughs) yeah and it was just like a your sister you know gab was so young but it was just like a really funny thing and we like okay this is a great comedy thing And at the time i was on chelsea handler's show the chelsea lately all the time on the round table Mm -hmm. so um i went to her and i was like you're on e i think this is a really good idea for an e show Mm -hmm. and remember we like sat down with her and there was that day where you were on heroin but i didn't know what heroin was so i thought you were tired Mm. which i found out later you were on heroin but like at the time we had this meeting with chelsea handler who's like a hilarious person yeah. and you were sleeping through the meeting oh my god was i i yeah. don't even remember that And i remember being like after the meeting then being like so the show is great but like alexis is sleeping so we probably <laughs> want her not to go out late at night and before we pitch the show and we're like oh. okay again like i you know i don't i don't I'm like super naive when it comes to like yeah. drugs, especially heroin. Like yeah. it seems so intense. So, <laughs> <It is. laughs> so I was like, uh, cool. Well, not well, many people have encounters with heroin addicts, especially not functioning heroin addicts. Yeah. That's but weirdly thing. I've had encounters with, you know, people I've worked with closely with have been on heroin, have been on meth, have been on bike. And shit. then like, I'm like, is it me? Am I the problem? <laughs> <laughs> What's the common denominator here, Dan? <laughs> it's me. Um, so anyways, but then we went, we pitched the show, we sold the show, we did it at E and it became this yeah. sort of uh, this whole crazy this, like, cult thing. So, thing. We, so again, yeah. though, we didn't. You know, I don't come from reality background. So, you guys 
had a reality show. I was sort of your way into it all. But then yeah. we brought on Amber, who was this great, you know, reality show runner. Mm-hmm. And she kind of like took it and sort of like you guys just became mm-hmm. this like ridiculous like pop culture phenomenon for this mm-hmm. moment of time. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you were shooting the episode, the first episode where the cops came for real. That was the second. Uh, well, that was the second day. Yeah, but the yeah. second day. Yeah. The second day, I remember I was at the chiropractor. <laughs> In Beverly Hills, and, and I, got, I, I got a frantic call from Amber being like, Dan, who are these girls? And I go, what are you talking about? They're cool. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, she's like, no, 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 no. There's like li- f- fucking cops here. They're ripping open their, their fucking cars and they're, they're ripping leather. They're rummaging through their house. There's helicopters. You need to get here. And I was like, what? This is not show business. So I like get in my car and I'm like driving from Beverly Hills to Calabasas and I get here and I'm like, it's true. Like you guys are getting pulled in the fucking cop cars. And I was like, what is going what on? What happened? Ugh, and then it kind of laughing so hard. I feel like I could puke. And then, and then we went and then I'm like, look, like I am, I don't even know. I'm like, how old am I here? Like 27 or something? Maybe. Yeah, like yeah. 27 or 26. And I'm now like at the police station <laughs> trying to get you guys out of jail. And I'm like, I'm like going to like, you know, fucking like a college the next night to do stand up. And I'm like now like in the middle of this intense yeah. dramatic reality series. But it ended up being like the best thing ever. Wouldn't you say? Like you making like lemonade out of lemons. Like who kn- what do you think that show would have actually been like if it was just like homeschooled with the Arlingtons? It would have just been another boring ass Kardashian show. Well, especially because the whole setup was a lie. Yes. <laughs> like all your criminal friends I thought were real people. <laughs> like all these, like they, everyone was like, did you know they were burglars? And I was like, how would I know they're burglars? But And and then the the really fun stuff that we were doing too, like the Kid Rock stuff and all of that stuff, like no, none of them would have agreed to come on our reality show. No. Like, so, like, what would we have really done? You know no, what I mean? It would have been... just been super scripted. Like, yeah. now we're going to get our nails done. And, and and it was that still. But, like, it really, I just want to say, like, thank God I got arrested. Yeah, no, thank God you got arrested. Because <laughs> it was, I remember being on the phone and, and being, like, freaking out. Being like, these poor girls, like, what's going on? And someone's like, well, I think the show is definitely getting picked up. Because that was the pilot. <laughs> And then the show got got picked picked up. up. It got picked up. And then it was and then it was crazy because then it was the kind of thing where like how I always tell the story is like you guys were again we didn't know Mm -hmm. uh, that you were on drugs. So like you weren't really listening to like the producers. So they'd always call me because I like knew you guys and I was like the beginning of it all. So you guys kind of trusted me, especially I will say like I was better than Tess was. Like Tess gave she got to a point where she gave no fucks. I remember being in the Best Western, like we have a 5 a.m. call time. I'm up at 4.30, brushing my teeth, you know, shooting heroin, but like getting my ass ready to go. And she's just like, I'm not getting out of bed. Like I'm not showing up to shoot. It was No, it was was bad. I remember um, at one point they called me because they did, you guys, they did some scene where you guys were going into like a, t-mobile store or some phone thing there there was some there was some issue where you guys they set up a whole bit because it was a reality show it's still produced so it's like mm-hmm. today you guys are going to go into this store and do this and then i think like tess just like bought stuff in the store and left and they were like this is not part of the show <laughs> not, like, you're you're not, not you don't leave do now this, this is a, yes. we're filming your day yeah so it was totally hectic and i remember one point tess quit i had to call her yes she was like i'm done she didn't like the call times and having to show up and da, da, da. i think i got i think i understood a little bit more like this is a job like we have right. to do the job and it's a pain in the ass and I actually I really hated it because I was a heroin addict and like being on set all day long when you're a heroin addict not fun um yeah, it's, hor- it's hor- 
horrible. Um, but yeah, she was just like done, like just not, not into it at all. And just was like over it. And which I found kind of funny because I'm like, I'm the one getting all the heat. Like <laughs> I, I like, how can you not show up for this? Like, and then you guys had that house where you were living in, in the Hollywood Hills. But we you, weren't living there. Yeah, but you, you were. No, we were living in the Best Western down the street. But you were staying there and throwing parties. No, no, no. That happened one time and then never again. <laughs> okay. And it wasn't really a party. It was like a little get together with like 10 people. And right. then they were like, you can't stay here anymore. You need to go. And we're like, okay. So we went and we lived at a Best Western right. down the street. Yeah. So that we was, couldn't be trusted. You couldn't be trusted. It was, it was no. very hectic. And that was my one and only the time most, doing a reality show. The <laughs> most hectic nine weeks of your life. I can't imagine with these like Vanderpump rules where like they're all drunk and doing all this stuff. Like how do they even do they? What it is, I think, is that they have a cast that's so large that that they can just always figure out like someone to shoot with or something it to do. It seems like a nightmare. It's so much, <laughs> you know, n- now that I'm like, you know, mostly all just doing, you know, uh, sitcoms. sitcoms and stuff. It's like, it's so much easier to like write stuff and mm-hmm. edit stuff and shoot stuff than to deal with like psychotic personalities. Mm-hmm. And even like one of the editors from one of those shows came over to the Goldbergs where I was working for a couple of years and was saying that editing like sitcoms is so much easier than trying to find all the footage of all the different people doing of all the different things. So yeah, it was a crazy time and I'm glad that you guys are healthy now. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was very crazy. Was and then, cr- oh, this is the best part. <laughs> then I remember one time I was at some sort of e-party uh-huh. and... I met Joe McHale, and someone's like, this "Oh, is- he hate he loved he me. loved it. So he, he, he was- loved to make fun of exactly. Me. So they're like, this is Dan. He created pretty wild, <laughs> which is a hilarious thing to say. Yeah. And Joe McHale goes, "Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that." Quick break from today's episode to talk about our amazing sponsor, Osea Malibu. Y'all know I'm obsessed with Osea Malibu, okay? Hear me out for a second. Don't skip forward. I know you want to. Do not skip forward through this ad read. It is so, so good, the discount that Osea Malibu is giving all of my listeners. I love Osea Malibu. I will pimp them out until the end of time. They are the original plant-based, results-driven skincare line have dry skin their white algae mask is where it's at acne pro skin um if you got acne i would suggest the red algae mask actually their oil control um blemish balm is absolutely superb all of their oils are incredible i love the entire line and you guys can actually go visit them at venice now where you can get a facial and they can talk about all of your skincare needs. So the good news is that I live Osea Malibu and they love me back so much so that they are giving all of my listeners $10 off any purchase of $50 or more. You heard that right. $10 off any purchase of $50 or more over at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu. Dot com. Just type in the code recovering from reality and they will hook it up. So grab your BB shoes, head over to oseamalibu.com, type in the code recovering from reality to get $10 off your purchase of $50 or more. And now back to the episode. Bustle and our publication call, called me the other day. I'm like, what do you think about being like the most memeable person of like all time? Like the greatest meme. Like your meme still, it's 10 years later and everybody's still showing the Nancy Joe meme. And I'm like, I think it's the best thing ever. I oh, just it's... think it's so great. It was pure gold. And <laughs> as I understand why we didn't get picked up for a second season because like you were on drugs. I was on drugs yeah. and it was like clearly bad. But I just, 
sometimes I think like in my life today, I'm like, would I want to ever go back to reality TV? Like, cause my life is still, it's still really funny and like really crazy. And I oh, do like sure. a lot of shit. Yeah. I do think if, if there wasn't the, like the, <laughs> the burglary and the yeah. drugs and the, the really the drugs, it would have, dr- it would have yeah. gotten a second season. But what happened was once you became like full on criminals and mm-hmm. you were like, you know, celebrity well, burglars, just, me. Just, just you, just me. Yeah. Once you became, yeah. um, a burglar, <laughs> Uh, a full-on celebrity burglar, that's when Chelsea was like, what the, the fuck, fuck did you get us involved in? And I was like, I didn't know they were burglars! So well, then she sort yes. of was like, okay, hands off, and she was just like, out. Yeah. And I think with her being out and E being scared, there was no way there's going to be a second season. Yeah. But, you know. Well, and the drug thing, it was like, really like, at the end there, um, I was still showing up for work, but I even look back on that footage and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so knotted out. The worst part was in Mexico. So we go to Mexico and obviously because you kick drugs, right? If you're not consuming, like you have to keep using, otherwise you start going into like serious withdrawal, which is right. scary and dangerous and painful. It's like me and hummus. <laughs> Are you allergic to Are you allergic to hummus? No, I'm obsessed with hummus. You're obsessed with it. Okay, so you like it, it you have a bad reaction, you start getting cranky yeah, yeah, and you exactly. don't have your hummus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well this is like diarrhea, vomiting, flu-like symptoms, needles stabbing your skin. 24 7 like can't close your eyeballs can't stop moving your legs like it's the worst withdrawal from opiates it's like the worst pain that you like have you ever had the stomach flu yeah stomach flu times a thousand like just like the worst pain ever and so um so how much heroin were you actually doing a lot like the ten thousand dollars a week that we were getting was gone like every week and we were constantly going to our attorney like when do we get paid next like we need to get paid like we need to get paid like right now because we are out of money like the money so a lot i mean we weren't doing heroin back then but where was your so mom's much. money we like, were doing well my mom's money was my mom's money but so so she didn't realize that you were blowing through all your money no i mean she, i don't think she really i don't th- so what happened was okay back up all the trauma childhood sexual abuse da 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 cue being introduced to opiates opiates became like my life because they numbed all of the pain then I started to um, f- need more because your tolerance goes up. Like it's like if anytime you take pain pills for a while or any of these medications, your tolerance starts to ra- raise up and the numbing stops happening so much. So what happened was the money started rolling in and we started doing more and more and more. And then what happened was our attitudes and our behavior became more volatile because it was like w- it was affecting us more and it was like more of a fear of like someone's going to try to take this away from us. And so we became like just really not, I mean, I remember my mom coming into my apartment and um, asking me like, why do you have all this foil? Cause I was still smoking it at that time. And I was like, cause I like to bake you fucking cunt. And I like slam the door in her face. And like that, you couldn't, that would be a good meme. There was too. no <laughs> it would be a great meme. Um, no, because I, so I was just like, nobody could talk to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and I would have these huge meltdowns. So then comes the emotional irregularity of, of drug addiction, right? Like, that's how we got that like meme, right? Is like doing that scene like over and over. And I was just like breaking down and like losing my mind and then blowing up. So then the blow up happens, right? So those blow ups were happening all the time. But anyway, so we uh, back up. We have like a huge habit. And I think we brought, this was the point. We weren't doing full blown heroin really. We were doing heroin occasionally, but we were mainly doing Oxycontin, which are pills, yeah. pill form of heroin, like every day, like 40 
buying 40 pills at a time, smoking like 10 a day. It was like. You'd smoke them? Oh, you'd crack them up. We would just, well, we'd just take off the coating and like smoke. Like I would just go up and down the foil, like smoke, like, oh. Yeah, like I could finish a whole pill in like three hits. It was insane. Like insane. I don't know how I don't have black lung right now. Like I don't, <laughs> shocking to me. But so we bring all of these pills because we know, you know, we, so we're like, how are we going to get to Mexico with our drugs? So we stick it up our vagina, get on the plane, get it to Mexico, okay. <laughs> dance face with I did not know that detail. Oh, uh, that's how you travel back that then. That was not in the call was, sheet. <laughs> no. And so we get there and everything's fine. And then somebody, I think it was the makeup artist, found the drugs and like flushed them. Flushed them. Not knowing that that was going to cause us to be like horrendous like the drugs got us by even though we were horrible on the drugs like that's what got us by and i remember tess was just like i'm not filming like they want me to go on the jet skis but like i said it's like the flu right so she's they're like forcing her to go on the jet skis on this date and she's just miserable and i think there was like the whole episode really focused on me because i was the only one that was able to like keep it together how are we able to keep it together um, a lot of alcohol and, um, I ended up going to one of the Mexican pharmacies and like getting some sort of opiate. I'm just like pain pills. Like, what do you got? Like, and it kind of held me over and, um, and we ended up having to leave early anyways, but I remember we got back into the car. We're with the production team still. We're like in the big black SUV driving on the 405 and we're like, how can we get to downtown LA right now to score some dope? Like now. Like it was dire. Like I'm surprised we didn't have like seizures or something on the flight. So did you go into downtown LA and get drugs? Yeah, of course. Like this very second, like we were calling our drug dealers, like trying to figure out like how, like what, how, like how are we going to get drugs now? And we figured it out. And I don't remember exactly how it was that night, but so we, we really were living like these dual lives and, um, and People, I think, knew a little, but they didn't know, like, to what extent. And I don't think, because we had this portrayal of, like, we're just these young, dumb party girls, you know what I mean? Like, that live, like, kind of this hippie lifestyle. But people didn't really know, like, all of the pain, all of the abuse, all of the trauma, all of everything that had happened. And then on top of it, I'm shooting a reality show. And then I'm, like, the face of the bling ring, even though, like, I was only at one burglary. And I became kind of, like the bling ring leader and I had all of this public like press and all of this stuff and all of the pressure and of course I cracked. I still say to this day like going to jail best thing that ever happened to me. Taking that plea deal and not continuing to fight and I sometimes I wish I did like that cop the lead detective was doing a lot of really shady shit and um, a lot of my co-defendants got off with just probation because he like was I think he was even like planting evidence but he was doing like a lot of stuff that was like no bueno and he ended up getting um like fired or benched or something he also like was in the movie the sofia coppola movie it was just lots of like really shady shit going on my mom's always like i wish you would have just held out and i'm like i would have been dead like honestly i would have been dead had i kept going at the rate that i was going i would have died yeah i think i think you're right i think that's the best thing that could happen it was the best it was the best thing and going and i remember um sitting in there by myself and just having to really kind of take a look at my life was like, whoa, 
you know, it, it was, it Wasn't was sobering. Lindsay Lohan in there too? She was. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and then I did a really fucked up thing and I like totally profited off of like giving out a story about being in there with her because I needed money so bad. I got out, I had no money. Like I had left Tess with like what would have been like three months of rent and like food and stuff like to keep our apartment going and stuff. She blew through it in like two days, of course. So like I got an eviction notice. I had nowhere to go. Like I needed money so bad. I, I, I had nowhere to turn. And so of course, like, and I'm sorry, Lindsay Lohan, I shouldn't have done that. I hate that I did that, but I did. And um, yeah, so I was in there with Lindsay Lohan and um, then I got out and then I went right back in because I couldn't stay sober. I needed rehab. I didn't know what rehab was. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, and I remember the producers put us in at the very end of the show filming, put us in touch with a doctor who was like a Suboxone doctor. Suboxone is like a synthetic opiate that like it's like maintenance right like you would take it to try to get off or maybe to like stop using heroin but instead to switch to this which is like prescribed by a doctor and blah 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 and that didn't work out at all um and so you know i didn't know what rehab was i didn't know what sobriety was like you know my dad had never been sober nobody that i had ever known had gone to rehab yeah you know this was before like everybody was going to promises (laughs) you know what i mean like before that was like in the news and it was like a thing to do yeah um so you know so here we are 10 years later 10 years later look look at you with your beautiful home you have two beautiful kids you're married to this handsome guy (laughs) (laughs) he's very handsome i'm very blessed and i am um Sometimes I like wake up and I walk down my stairs and I'm like, whoa, like, is this really my life? Like, it's kind of shocking to me. Like, how <laughs> yeah, do you go from being a heroin burglar? Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So, like, no, I, I think the same, I, I think the same <laughs> thing too. I mean, it's, it's, I remember, especially because like the last time I saw you probably in person was definitely like around that time, right? I mean, I haven't seen you. Yeah. In, yeah. I mean, uh, social media makes everyone, I feel like I see you every day. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. um, it's one of these uh, really weird things. So it's great that it worked out for you. And it worked out for me too, because I, I have exactly. never worked out in re- reality TV ever again. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know what? Not I don't for need to me. do that. <laughs> Not for me. It wasn't for me to begin with. And I was like, maybe this could be a thing. No. Yeah, no. Because people, you know, obviously like during that time, people would be like, hey, I, I could have a re- reality show and blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, no, I think I'm good forever. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Um, one thing that I think about often is like, it takes a certain type of person to be a reality star for sure. And it's the crazy people. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Definitely. Like you're, you're pretty, literally pretty wild. Like if you're going <laughs> to go and be on a reality show and the producers know that and the networks know that. And that's why you be, you know what I mean? You, you know, and I, it's just like, they're looking for that type of people. And honestly, like I've gotten, um, like I've gotten some outreach from different reality shows, like couples therapy and like all of this shit. Sure. Yeah. And I'll sit there. I'm like, okay, I'll take your call. Right. So I'm sitting on the phone with them and they're like, so we want to do this and we want to do this. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like in a really happy marriage. Like we've been married for like, I think at that time it was like four or five years. And I'm like, I just don't really want to re- return to reality TV. And he, he's like, every, th- every couple has something they could work on. And I'm like, no, and I know that you're going to give us something to work on. And like, I'm just not really interested because my marriage is just like, honestly, there's nothing going on. Like, yeah. we're just in like a really happy, like normal marriage. Like, yeah. there's nothing, you know. And so I'm sure that producer was pretty disappointed that I'm not my old crazy self. But um, there's definitely a certain, there's a certain type of person that just makes for perfect reality TV. Yeah, it's a 18 year old 
heroin Heroin. addict. Yeah, yeah. Or anybody under (laughs) the influence. You know what I mean? Like anybody who's... You can't... uh, It's hard to have a reality show when you're just in a fully regular, happily married... Normal. I mean, my life is still really crazy, but like for a show that's specifically about like relationships and working on relationships, I'm like, it's not for me. Yeah, people don't want to turn on E and C moms. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, well, but there's the whole... Housewives of Beverly Hills that's taken off. That's huge now. Right. I guess I'm wrong. But I guess they're also like that. That's the hook where they're like housewives and they're super rich and they just are crazy. I've never seen the show. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah, they're crazy. (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely they definitely have they all have their own things. You know what I mean? Like that. And that's the thing is like that show works because there's so many big personalities. Right. Right. That like are, are fighting. They're always fighting. Yeah. Those big reality shows are like, it's like big personalities clashing. Like that's Mm -hmm. what you want to watch. Like it's Mm -hmm. not so much like, I don't think you want to watch like me go to Trader Joe's looking for, you know, uh, Snappies. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say cauliflower gnocchi. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not. It's definitely not that entertaining. Um, and I've and I've tried like because I'm really passionate, obviously, about helping people get sober. And we have this horrible epidemic where yeah. seventy five thousand people a year are dying. You know, in in Ohio, fourteen people overdose a day. Right. Jesus. So we've got this huge epidemic, and I keep going to networks like fuck intervention because they never show like how you actually survive like after the fact they just show like the craziness and then oh they're in rehab and they're walking down the beach holding hands in the sand but the really crazy shit starts happening like when you're a couple months into sobriety and you have to like pick up your life like at our treatment center we have people who um you know, they're like facing charges and they've got family drama and like all of this stuff. And I was like, I really want to show like, how, how do you overcome and then go back into becoming like a productive member of society again? A network will not touch it. Will not touch yeah. it. <laughs> Unless it's like the celebrity rehab where they're in the rehab or it's like they're on drugs and then they go to rehab. They'll never show like the after. Unless after the sober people start robbing celebrity homes. Yes. Or doing something <laughs> insane. Exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like, it's not crazy enough. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not, but I just think but that it's so watch. important yeah. yeah, to like show like, how do you rebuild your life? But that's the thing is like, if it's not juicy and dramatic enough, it's really sad to say like, it'll never happen. And then I think about like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to take my cameras and go like across the U S and like interview people and like talk to them about like, you should do a documentary. Addicts. Yeah, I tried to do it with Vice. I don't know if you ever saw that, but yeah, um, yeah when Harper Harper, who's now six, um, I had this idea to you know go in and like help people get sober, and um, yeah, didn't didn't end up working with Vice either. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I need to go down. This is why I'm having a podcast now. It's like yeah. it's a different avenue. Like Come you on, just gonna the try this. Of it. Yeah, you're just going to try whatever until something sticks. But I'm really I'm really just so passionate about helping people recover from just everything, all different forms of trauma in life. But, you know, this heroin epidemic that we're dealing with right now is like major and we absolutely need to do something about it. Okay, so fast forward. So Dan, Dan got married. He's got two little kids that are around my kids' uh-huh, ages. Six and four, very and, cute. Um, so he produced that show, The, Gol- the, the Goldbergs. Goldbergs. Yeah, yes. For several years. And then I now have my own show on NBC called Indebted. 
that yes. I wrote that we're starting up right now, which is which is based on my family. Because I think you you could write like a funny family show if you're writing all the jokes and you're telling me what to do, but yeah. as a reality show, it won't work. It won't work. But I could write a hilarious scene in Trader Joe's yes. with Adam Pally and Abby Elliott. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm sort of doing that right now. So I've sort of like, this so is all exciting. Yeah. I just love it. And, and I love that you have friend Drescher on, playing, she's playing the mom. She's playing the, the character based on my mom. Yeah. Oh, she's the best. It. Love it. <laughs> she's so good. Love it. Because I grew up on the nanny. So yeah. like, it's just, I don't know. I'm, she's I so love funny. That. She's everything I wanted. I pitched her name when I was pitching the show. I'm, I'm so excited. And she's so nice. Aww. And it's great, yeah. That makes me so happy. Yeah, I just love it. So, when does this show come out? That is still TBD. We're we're starting. We're shooting in September. I think it's going to air after Christmas. Okay, that's the plan. Nice. So I'll give you real dates when it happens, and uh, people will watch it. They will. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I can't wait, and you deserve it. Thank you. After making it through Pretty Wild, like I feel, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like anybody who worked on Pretty Wild really deserves to yeah. make it. <laughs> it's funny. It's like, well, have you? Is it can be hard for you to work with, um, you know, actors who have been famous for so long or worked in so much television? I was like, well, you know, I mean, I did work with girls on heroin <laughs> who were lying to me about everything. So I feel like I'm prepared for anything at this exactly. point. Exactly. Yeah. Like after you handle us, you can handle anything. And what's so funny is that, like, if you sat down with us now, you'd be like, who? are you no i know i see her instagram I'm like are you a farmer oh, she's a farmer <laughs> she's a farmer she's she a, makes like, honey she makes honey she's like so calm and like just very where does she live in the middle of nowhere like oh, wow. population 900 wow. in the middle of wisconsin like you would never be able to find her house oh, wow. you'd have to drive for like but miles she seems happy and, yeah, I I mean, I think that um, for her, she needed to get the fuck out of L.A. Yeah. Like, she was not going to get sober unless she got out. And I totally respect that and get it. Yeah. Get it. But, um, yeah, and I will say getting sober where you got loaded is not easy. Like, it, those sure. first couple of years here were, like, brutal. I just, I don't even know how I survived it. And being so close to my mom, too, because my mom's still... She stayed crazy for like those first couple of years. She's much better now. Actually, right. I think if you sat down with my mom now, you would also be like, who are you? Really? She's just like a totally different person now. Yeah. I'll have to do that. I mean, she's still really like spiritual and all of that stuff, but she's not like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> she got off the Adderall, stopped smoking the pot. Okay. Um, just stopped drinking so much wine, stopped being so codependent with us started working on building her own life and just you know what i mean like all it just it kind of all fell into place after i got sober I and then it. gabby is like married and yeah i see that whole life too ugh, so cool it's crazy crazy it is it's pretty wild it is pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're gonna do our would you rather listen to them this yeah. I, I felt bad that i was like should i just do heroin before the episode. No, no, no. Just to try it, just yeah, to, to see, see if you could come in and see what if. No. You're right. It's amazing. Um, it is. Um, uh, you know, so I like to do the would you rather's, but Gabby's episode wasn't that heavy, and then we did the to the. Oh, this one's good. Okay, we'll start light. Would you rather be a member of the Kardashian family or of the Obama family? Obama family. I know what you're going to say Obama, but I would say Kardashian because I just want to <laughs> no, be in would. the chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I just want to, like, witness it. You know what I mean? Like, the yeah. Obamas, it's like, they probably sit down for dinner every night at the same time and, like, 
do they yeah and then also i guess the kardashian family then you're sort of like you get to go into like the yeezy wing you know i just yeah. saw him on that letterman show uh, uh what'd you think Netflix. about that I, I liked it so in the beginning i was like yes actually because i can't stand kanye i i just he i've never been a fan of kanye right and then i'm listening to it all this stuff about his mom and his mental illness and he's bravely talking about it and i'm like oh my god this is i've just missed all of this about kanye i had no idea i'm like kanye is like this is amazing that he his perspective and all of these things i'm like it's great and then he starts talking about politics and i'm like boom done done yeah it's so hard it's It's so hard to separate it but his clothing and his music is good his politics are insane and everything else but you know yeah. That's why I would choose to be part of the Obama family. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I would choose the Kardashian family just because um, I just would like to, for a day, like wake up and have like 15 servants and like see, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure the Obamas have support, but I'm sure like someone's wiping Kim's ass for her every day. Like, <laughs> must be, right? Like, she does not wipe involved. her own ass. There's a lot of people. She doesn't involved. wipe her own She doesn't change diapers. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, she's not changing the poop. You know what I mean? I'm done changing the poop. I don't want to change the poop anymore. Yeah. So I would choose the Kardashians. Okay. Um, <laughs> would you rather have severe diarrhea on your during your wedding ceremony or on the wedding night? <laughs> ceremony. Is everyone staring at you? <laughs> That'd be terrible. Okay. So um, let's see. Would you rather have a two-inch penis or man boobs? Two-inch penis. <laughs> Like 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 giant man boobs, like you mean? Giant, yeah, yeah. Like like moobs, like yeah, hanging, want, I, sagging, I don't, I don't want maybe that. large areolas. <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> okay. Would you rather die by a zombie attack or a shark attack? Zombie. Zombie. So I think they eat your brain first and you're dead. A shark could like start with your leg and then slowly move up your <laughs> you're body. You're like bleeding out in the yeah, water. Like, it's like is, thrashing you around. In the water. A zombie yeah. attack could happen like at a warehouse <laughs> or the mall. Okay. Would you rather be stranded on an island alone or with the person you hate the most? Alone. Alone. Yeah. Wow. That take that's hard. <laughs> I would take the person I hate the most just because I I've been stranded in a jail cell for just like thirty days by myself and it is fucking brutal. It depends why I hate this person, you know. Because I <laughs> if if we could spend the eternity sort of like just like working it out, it'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah, it would, yeah. Okay, last one. Would you rather be constantly itchy or constantly sticky? Itchy? <laughs> I hate stickiness. <laughs> my, my least favorite thing about kids is like the sticky, the sticky. shit and the food on I the floor. Know. So I can be itchy and just get some, I don't know, spray. I was going to say I'm sticky every single day because I have little kids. Yeah, it's so, so you, It's like you're already the just slime, like, The slime. I don't allow it in my house. Oh, me either. But yeah. I, it still sneaks in. Yeah. I'm like, get this it's slime out of here. Yeah, I freak! I lose it with yeah. the slime. No, it's in every crevice and little crack, and it just spreads. And oh my god, I hate it. I know, me too. Well, thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> and so it is. Quick break from today's episode to talk about our amazing sponsor, which is Cured Nutrition. When I started this podcast, everybody and their mother who owned a CBD company started hitting me up. And I'm not the um, biggest CBD fan until I found Cured. I'm obsessed with Cured because usually when you have CBD, it comes in, you know, gummies or in drops that you have to put under your tongue. But 
Cured put together these amazing capsules. They're the Rise capsules. They have CBD to get you through your day, but they also have lion's mane extract, which is super good for your adrenals. They have B vitamins. They have all of these different herbs and vitamins in them that help you throughout your day to have enough energy and to feel level and balanced. And I really, really like this entire line, you guys. So right now for my listeners to try some of the cured products, which there is a slew of products, you guys, they do have the original tincture drops. They now have these gel capsules. They've got dog treats. Hell, they've got this like honey stuff that you can sprinkle on your food. They've got it all. So you can go and try their products and I swear you will not be disappointed over at curednutrition.com. That's curednutrition, C-U-R-E-D, nutrition.com. And you can receive 25% off today using the code Alexis25 at checkout. Again, that's code Alexis25 at checkout. It is time for the weekly affirmation. I listen to my intuition and trust my inner guidance. I cannot say enough about the power of going within, taking a few minutes every day to breathe, to get grounded, to connect. I think that it's really important. If you guys try this, please share it with me on social media and I would be happy to either share it or talk to you guys about your experience. So yeah, let me know how it's going. If you guys liked this episode, do me a solid head over to the podcast app and make sure that you are subscribed to Recovering From Reality. Not just subscribed, but give me five stars if you really liked it. Comment, make a review. I really appreciate it. And if you're listening on your phone, you could even screenshot a picture of you listening and tag me up on Instagram and I'll do my best to share it within the community. So Thanks for listening, you guys, and I hope you loved this episode.